going live in five, four, three, two, one. Yo, 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 tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! Tonight, we have the amazing, the fabulous, the most beautiful, the one, the only, Kelly Knoll. Hello, Kelly. What's going on? Hi, Sunshine. Thank you so much for having me back. I feel really privileged to be on twice. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so happy that you're able to join us tonight. I'm super excited about catching up with you and finding out everything that's been going on with the Noel Family Foundation since I talked to you the last time, almost six months ago. Oh my gosh, has it been six months already? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm so happy that you're able to join us tonight. Sorry about that. Okay. Cool. So yeah, last time I talked to you was in October, so almost six months. Um, wow. And we, it was such a great chat, and I'm so glad that we get to catch up. Um, what have you been up to? Well, we've done a few things. <laughs> of course, we had the deluxe edition of the House That Bradley Built album came out January 15th. So right after you and I talked, uh, or right before you and I talked, we had released the first um, album, which was a two vinyl set. And that had about 25 songs. And then on January 15th, we released the deluxe edition of the house that Bradley built, which is a three CD disc set. And that's got about, I think, 55 tracks on it. So it includes all of the songs from the first one, plus another 30 something more. And it's been so much fun. Just so exciting hearing all the enthusiasm from the people who got the album, from the artists, from people discovering new music, which has been the best part for me. I absolutely love it when people are like, oh, I'd never heard so-and-so before, and now I love their music. I'm like, you know, that is, that's exactly what should be happening. And so that makes me super happy. So that's been really exciting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm looking at the list of people that you guys got on this um, album and it ranges from, let's see, we have Common Kings, The Descendants, Long Beach Dub All-Stars, Half Pint, Gila, Pepper, Johnny Cosmic, Trevor Young of Soldier. We have Hyrie, Mad Caddies, The Skints, Sideways, The Movement, Leilani, Wolfgram, Bollywood, Orb, Analia, The Expanders, um, some members of Pennywise, Rosswood, Tunnel Vision, Nice Mike, members of the Ziggins, and then we have your dad and yes. nephew. Yeah, that's that was a fun one. That one, I think most of those were from the first release. Uh -huh. So that was, yeah, so that was really fun. And then getting to hear them all, you know, all the excitement again with the deluxe edition, having all those on there. And I think it reached some different people too, because you know, not everybody's into vinyl, which I get, you know, and so the first release was just vinyl. So this has been cool because a lot of people who weren't able to enjoy it because the first release was just final have been able to grab the cds on this one so that's been really neat oh awesome okay so i didn't realize that was a huge distinction between the yeah two. yeah so the first one was just the the two disc vinyl set and then the deluxe edition is just a three cd disc set wow yeah and then you also have the option of just downloading it online yep. as well. yeah it's also available as a digital download both of them are there. And of course, it's on Spotify and Amazon and all that kind of stuff. So tell me what it was like working with Law and all these amazing artists. Law Records is absolutely incredible. And that's another thing that's happened since I saw you last. So in December, they gave us the first proceeds from the album sales and they gave us a check for $25,000, which was 
Right. I know. So amazing. And just, I don't know, you know, so many people are like, oh, I'd love to help, but, um, you know, I don't know what people can do and I don't know how to put them to work, you know? And so just having somebody come to me and say, Hey, I can do this. Would that be all right? It's like, sure. And they just have done such an incredible job. I never could have done this in my wildest dreams. I mean, I just, I just couldn't. And seeing all the work that they put into it, absolutely free. I mean, they just, all of the proceeds from this go to the foundation. And so, you know, it's just covering the basic costs and then all the rest is for the foundation. And that's, that's really been a game changer for us, not only with the the donations, but also with the exposure. I mean, it's been such great exposure because not only are more people hearing about it because of the album in general, but each of those artists is promoting the album. And so then that introduces the foundation to their whole fan base and audience. So that's been really cool too. I mean, it's just the past year has been really incredible for us. And I feel so fortunate because with COVID, it's been a tough year for most people, you know? And so for us to be able to say this, that 2020 was our best year yet, I, we feel really, really fortunate. Oh my goodness, that just, I have the hugest smile on my face <laughs> right now. It's just, I love hearing that. Um, you know, some people have had a really hard time um, with 2020 and even going into 2021 because yeah, really damped a lot of people's spirits. And it's so, so wonderful to hear when people are really just thriving during this time. That makes me so happy, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, like I said, we feel so fortunate. I mean, there have been a lot of changes, obviously, but I think that that's been the key throughout COVID for everybody is just finding new ways to cope, finding new ways to, you know, satisfy our needs for music and for connection and all of that, you know, and it's been, it's been tough in a lot of ways. But as I said, we feel, we feel really blessed that so many people have stepped up to be a part of what we're doing. And we just did a live stream in honor of Bradley's birthday, he would have turned 53 last Monday. I like to remind people of his age because he is older than me. So, <laughs> you know, you, he died at 28, so he gets to be 28 forever. And so people are always like, oh, are you his older sister? No, I'm not. He just died and now he gets to be 28 forever and I keep aging. Thank you, Brad. But so anyway, he would have been 53 last Monday. So in honor of his birthday, we did a couple of things. We had a live stream two days before on Saturday, February 20th. And it's still available on YouTube, Law Records, YouTube and Root Fire. It was so great. We had 20 different artists who had contributed to the album that were, you know, able to be a part of it and, and send us a few songs. And um, they all at least did their song that they had done on the album and then one or two others of their own songs. And uh, it was so much fun. The only, we had, we did have one, one group that was not from the album, but they are, um, that was West Gear and his band human and he's actually on our board so we let our board members do whatever they want to do oh and <laughs> not to interrupt you but i was watching the live stream and i actually caught Aww. that performance and his voice holy right God. yeah his vocalist is amazing so talented and um i don't know honestly i don't know a whole lot about um, the other guys in the band, but Wes has been in a, in a lot of, you know, big name bands and stuff. And he has his own uh, nonprofit organization called Rock to Recovery that does amazing work. They go into all different types of uh, treatment programs and they bring music in and they, they use music as a way to, uh, you know, as an outlet for, for therapy and for recovery. And he's got an incredible, so yeah, Rock to Recovery, definitely check that out. But so yeah, we, we had, he, he, we were fortunate enough to get him to do a couple of songs as well. So he covered Pool Shark and, and then they did one of their original songs. That was neat because I'd never had a chance to hear them live before. 
So that was fun. And then on Brad's actual birthday last Monday, we did a day of giving and we had a bunch of special merchandise bundles on our website. And that's what we're packing up right now. So (laughs) it was really cool. So it was, um, so you guys did pretty good then. We did. Yeah. Everybody was so great and just really stepped up and, and made it a really, really successful day. So it was our first time doing a really big push like that. And, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. We learned a lot. We learned, you know, how to make it better next time. And, you know, but as a nonprofit, we're always going to be needing to raise money. It's always going to be from, you know, individual donations, from grants, from corporate matching, from anything, you know, so we're always trying to come up with new and interesting ways to make it a benefit to people too. You know, if they're going to donate anyway, hey, here's a little something for it, you know, whether it's the live stream or these merch bundles or something. And then of course, that also helps to spread the word as well. So, and I see you're wearing your hat. So thank you so much, Sunshine. You're awesome. Everybody at home, you should go get yourself a Bradley's House hat. They are not only very comfortable, but very classy um, and classic. And uh, I wear it with all my... Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tell me your dog's name. His name is Tadpole Miles Thelonious Monk. I love him. He's absolutely adorable. I had the pleasure today of meeting my uh, my nephew's my nephew's latest addition. So Jacob, Brad's son, just got a hairless cat, a sphinx cat. Oh man, I want one so bad. Okay, can I just tell you, I wasn't sure what to expect because the whole hairless thing, and it does take a little getting used to, but he is the coolest cat. He's more like a dog than a cat. His personality, he's just, he's the coolest. He was cruising around. I was over at my dad's house and so they brought him and he was just cruising around saying hi to everybody like a dog would, you know, like running around everybody in the room and greeting everyone and checking everything out. And he had a very, um, very interesting feel to him being hairless. Yeah, they are very cool looking. And the thing with like hairless dogs is that this is actually an ancient Aztec breed, the hairless dog originated from the Chihuahua or sorry, Chihuahuas originate from the hairless dog, but um, Aztecs would use them um, when they were sick for like uh, healing because they feel very warm without the without the yeah. they radiate the body heat oh, uh, interesting jared, jared here says that it looks like a ball sack thank you so much jared <laughs> yeah i've heard that too about the cat someone asked me that in fact i think when it was one of my kids when i got home i said oh i got to meet jacob's new cat he said oh did it feel like a ball sack I said, <laughs> yeah it kind of did but it was a bit cuddlier can i say that it was a little cuddlier not the ball sacks are not cuddly. They're not all cuddly. Let's be honest. Yes. No, I don't know. I haven't found a cuddly ball sack yet. But, <laughs> you know, keep, I don't know. I don't know. Keep looking. Keep looking. I'm sure they're out there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we went on this. Okay. Thank you, Jarrett, for that. Um, <laughs> was, which Jarrett was that? Your buddy, your podcast buddy. Was that Jarrett or? Yeah. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling when I heard the questions. Yeah. So Jarrett and I started doing a podcast called Bradley's house a few months ago I think it was and that's been a lot of fun too we've been talking to different people connected to sublime or some of my family members different um, musicians people in recovery it's been really cool lots of fun yeah I'm so so I wanted to talk about your podcast and Jared maybe you could drop it in the comment section a link for um, the podcast tell me how did you come with come up with the idea tell me the premise behind the show tell me about some of your guests 
so awesome. Can I just talk to you every night, Sunshine? Because you are absolutely making my day. You're just so great. Um, so, okay. So it was Jared's idea. I absolutely cannot take any credit for it. And not only was it his idea, but he actually had to talk me into it. So he gets double credit. I was, yeah, I thought, oh, that's a terrible idea. First of all, nobody's going to want to hear anything I have to say. Second of all, who are we going to talk to? Third of all, I don't have time. I work full time and I run the foundation full time. And now he wants me to do a podcast. I'm like, you're (laughs) crazy. It's just, there's no way. So I just kind of stalled for a couple of weeks because I felt I shouldn't say no right away. I should let him down easy, take a couple of weeks to think about it and then say no, which I already knew I was going to do. And then after a couple of weeks, I just kind of started thinking about it and I thought, okay, well, I'll talk to him and hear what he has to say. And I will tell you this, he's very persuasive. So if you ever need to talk to him about something, just be prepared to be convinced because you will. <laughs> Yeah, he can convince you of anything, but he did. And I'm honestly, I'm really glad that, that I agreed to do it because it has been, it's been super cool for me and, and a really neat opportunity for me to talk with, you know, people that I know, but maybe haven't, you know, cause you don't always people, you know, you don't always just sit down and ask them questions, you know? And so I've learned a lot too. I've learned a lot about Sublime's history. And, um, so it's been really neat. Our very first guest was my dad, which was fun. Yeah. And then we, we interviewed Jacob, my nephew, a couple weeks ago, and that was really neat. Um, we've talked with oh, so many great people. We've talked with Todd Zalkins, who is Z-Man, who was a, a big part of, you know, the sublime history and a good friend of my brother's. And uh, of course he played the date rapist in the date rape video, which oh, he's most well known for. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've talked with, we had a great episode with Paul Milbury, the general manager of Law Records, and Yasad Williams, one of the owners of Law Records, and of course, the drummer for Pepper. And um, we just recently talked with Marshall Goodman, Ross MG, who was the uh, drummer for Sublime for a long time. And in fact, we had to do his in two parts because he had so many great stories. We talked to Miguel, and we, we already have had multiple requests to do more episodes with him. Uh, we've just had so many great conversations with people. Kyle Smith, who's just a phenomenal musician and person and incredible human being. Um, we just did one with somebody completely sublime, unrelated, and it was totally for me. This was the first one that has been totally for me so that I could fangirl out. <laughs> and it was one of my absolute favorite musicians, um, Frank Turner from the UK. And that one comes out this Wednesday, March 3rd. Um, that one was really neat because I actually was asked to do an interview on a, a UK punk podcast called Punks and Pubs. And they, yeah, anybody should check him out. He does a great job. In fact, before COVID, he would sit down his whole podcast. He would sit down with different punk artists in a pub and interview them. And that's where they would do the shows, which I thought was such a great premise. Yeah. But of course, now with COVID, he's got to do it over Zoom. So anyway, he asked me to be on his show and, and I had a great talk with him, Liam Bird. He's just a wonderful person. And I noticed that he had had Frank on his show before. And I'm a huge fan of Frank Turner, who's this UK musician. And so anyway, I just like totally fangirled out and he's like, well, I could, you know, connect you guys and you could ask him to be on your podcast. I'm like, he's never going to do my podcast, but he said, yes. And we did. And it was great. And I was, a, I was a total geek. I'm sure I embarrassed myself. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Like I do that. I feel like I'm kind of doing that right now, but I don't care. No, yeah. I can't imagine. I was such a dork. I'm sure. But anyway, it was my turn to fangirl out. I always tell Jared, he's, he's the fanboy for all the sublime stuff. So this is my turn to just 
be a total dork. It was fun. And we've talked with Howie Spangler from Valley, who just so many great people. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. And then what, uh, did we talk about the premise of the show already? No, we didn't. I'm sorry. I got so excited about Frank Turner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The whole point of the show really, of course, is to spread the word about Bradley's house and the Knoll Family Foundation and, and to raise money for it through sponsorships. Um, but what is super cool is that we not only talk about music and sublime history, we also talk about recovery, we talk about addiction, um, a couple of the great sponsors that we've had so far, one is Humble Collective CBD, and the gal who started that, Sarah, her, she lost her brother to a heroin overdose, and so we got an opportunity to talk with her, and then we um, have had another great sponsor, um, Compass Detox, which is a detox place in South Florida. So I like that we're able to really reach across different, different, you know, I don't know, different audiences, whether they're people that are sublime fans or people that are just into music, people that are in recovery, people that are struggling with addiction or have a loved one, you know, it really is, is sort of a broad um, audience, but, but it's a lot of fun kind of mixing it all together. Um. Okay, I have some uh, questions coming in the comments, but I want, since we're talking about your podcast, let me address this really quick. Um, So last time that we talked, um, I remember, you know, your voice so well and not being able to like see your face. And you reminded me of that movie, Her. Do you remember with Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson? I do remember you saying that, yeah. Yes, okay, girl. Okay, so I'm just wondering, so your brother sang, your dad and your nephew sing, you have to sing. I know you do right? I do, just not with a microphone and an audience. (laughs) People want to hear you sing, Kelly. Yeah, well, then they either need to be in my bathroom when I'm taking a shower or in my car, because I do sing at the top of my lungs in my car. That's my therapy. I have a convertible, and so I put the top down, and I crank the music up, and I sing, and that's, that's how I deal with stress in my life. Okay, okay, what about this? What if we do like a collection and if we, if we, if we get up to $10,000, then you'll sing for us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Boy, Sunshine, you're really making this difficult because I will do just about anything to raise money for the foundation. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. We are gonna raise $10,000 for the No Family Foundation and Kelly Noe's gonna sing us a pretty little song. Oh man, sunshine, you're going to get it for this one. Oh, I love this so much. I'm so glad I brought that up. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm totally going to get this started when we get off of this. Oh my Uh, gosh. You're killing me. Get excited, Kelly, because we're all going to be buying your albums pretty soon. No, no, (laughs) no, no. But I will sing something for you for $10,000. Oh yeah, you will. I am so going to regret this. I feel like you're the kind of person that's actually going to make that happen. That makes me super nervous. Oh, dude, I already put, I already started manifesting it. It's already in the universe. (laughs) You're killing me. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to start addressing these questions that are coming up. Luigi wants to know, do you plan to travel once restrictions start lifting? If so, where's the first place you're traveling to? Okay, first, I just have to thank Luigi for his phenomenal playlist that he's been passing along to me. So this is Weege, right? Yes. Okay, so he has sent me a few playlists over the past week, and I am absolutely loving them. So big thank you to him. Um, Yes, absolutely. In fact, before COVID hit, 
we had actually done our first out of state music festival. We went to Arizona Roots and it was great. We had so much fun and we were hoping to eventually in the next year or two get out to like Reggae Rise Up in Vegas and in Florida. Um, you know, it's just whatever makes the most sense financially because obviously we're trying to raise money to open the house and, and I don't want to spend any of that money that we're not going to get a return on, you know, because every dollar that we spend in generating revenue for the foundation is also one dollar that we're not able to put towards helping somebody. So we really have to kind of balance, you know, whether it makes sense to, to get us and all of our gear and stuff into another state. So Arizona was easy because of course we're here in Southern California. Um, Florida would be a bit more difficult obviously, but um, at some point we really would like to because there are so many people across the country that you know, we'd love to at least be able to see and shake hands and that kind of thing. So I'm not sure what it will look like when we finally do because like I said, it just, it needs to be, you know, financially viable, but, but we have also talked about having other people represent us at different shows on the East coast and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, who knows? I mean, we'll see, we don't have anything firmly planned right now because of course who can plan anything right now. Um, but we really would love to, I, and I do think at some point we need to start getting outside of Southern California. Very, very good answer. I think the whole world is ready for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to take you with us, Sunshine. You have such a great energy. I'll go. I will go. I'll go right into your uh, luggage. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mario says, can you believe Kelly was like, I'm going to run out of guests? I was like, no way. There's a million guests that were inspired by Sublime. So true. I know it sounds kind of dumb, but I am. We just recently started doing the podcast every week. We were doing it every two weeks and that was sort of my comfort zone. And then, um, as I mentioned, Jared is a tad persuasive and he had been saying for a while that we should start doing it every week. And, um, and of course that frightened me for two reasons. First of all, finding the time to do it. And second of all, I did, I am concerned that we're going to run out of people to talk to. And I know it sounds silly, but I don't, like I said, I always think nobody's going to want to talk to me. Nobody's going to care what I have to say. Um, but so far we're doing good. So I'm and excited. Next thing, and the next thing, you know, you're interviewing like your favorite musicians <laughs> in the UK, right? I know it's true. It's that. true. I love that so much. So everybody says they're going to contribute to this uh, fundraiser that I'm going to put together. Everybody wants to hear you sing. Oh my gosh, uh, you're killing me. Luigi wants to know, do you get to pick the song or do we get to vote <laughs> on the song? Ooh. Oh no, no. If I'm going to sing, I'm picking the song. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Jared says you're the female fucking Larry King you are. Okay, no more questions from Jared. <laughs> I am not. I am not. I just seriously, like, I freak out before every single episode that we record of the podcast. I think oh, I'm not going to know what to say. I don't know what I'm going to ask. I just, I don't know. I just, I just do. And but I do that before every show we go to to represent the foundation. I do it before every interview I give. I did it before this one. I'm like, oh, what am I going to say to her? We already talked before. She's going to run out of things to ask me. But you don't. I don't know why I was worried about you. It wasn't you. I just thought, what am I going to talk about? But I, I should have known you'd have wonderful things to say. But yeah, I'm just. I guess it's just my own insecurities. I'm always worried that, you know, it's never going to work out. But it always does. So I really need to stop worrying about that. Yeah, it, it, you know, I 
sometimes my I kind of rack my brain too and get nervous before certain interviews. I did the same thing before this one too, and I was just like, oh my god, right? But no, it's like we're just best friends, just talking after six months. Yeah, just catching up. Yeah, it always works out. Um, it really does, but I, I feel the same way, but I just get overwhelmed sometimes too, with all the interviews. So I can only imagine, um, you have such an important mission to fulfill. I can see where you would get kind of overwhelmed too, with all of this. I do. And honestly, I mean, I feel like, you know, Brad should be here doing all this. This is what he enjoyed. This is not what I enjoy. This is what he enjoyed, yeah. you know? So, um, fuck him for not being here. Can I say that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Say whatever you want. Yeah. I'm super, super irritated at him that he's not here to do this and I have to, but, but I do strongly believe in what we're doing and that's honestly what drives me. And that's what gets me over my fears and insecurities is just knowing that even if I, you know, open my mouth and make an idiot of myself, if it still reaches one person or gives one person hope or, you know, gives one person, um, a sense of wanting to be a part of what we're doing so that we can help others. Uh, you know, it's not about me. And so if I make an idiot of myself in order to get that done, then so be it. But yeah, I don't think you ever make an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I'm honestly, I'm not, I'm not saying that for you to tell me otherwise. It's just, I'm just being super honest. Like I just, I get super nervous about this stuff and, and I really wish that it was Brad doing it and not me, but he's not here and I am. So there you go. You're, doing You're stuck a, with me. You're doing a great <laughs> job. Kelly. Thank you. Well, you make it easy sunshine, but thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you. Um, so we have a few suggestions on songs. Why oh all right okay all right the 10 grand comes first though i gotta remind everybody but okay what are the song suggestions <laughs> we do keeps dropping yacht rock i mean what is yacht okay rock? all right thank you you need to ask him because he gave me this yacht rock playlist that has been <laughs> remarkable i didn't know either i've been hearing about it for i don't know the last few years and i had no idea what yacht rock was and someone finally told me a couple months ago that it's like easy listening type stuff from the 70s and 80s but it's like it's all the songs that you know but you kind of hear in the background and go oh I know this you know just just random stuff and so I had been talking about it with um I think I was talking about with Mar Hill our mutual friend and he talked to Weege and and Weege said oh I've got this great Yacht Rock playlist so he sent it to me and now I listen to it every day at work because it's just great like in the background type music and then this past weekend I was with some friends and we went out on a little electric boat in the Newport Harbor and so I'm like oh my gosh people they're like whoa you know we need to put on some music and I'm like uh Yacht Rock Yacht Rock so we listened to Yacht Rock the whole time it was just it's funny it's just funny it's good stuff good stuff Ouija, thank you to the, for the contribution to Yacht Rock. And now all of us know what Yacht Rock is. Yes. And he's like the master of Yacht Rock. This playlist has over 24 hours what? of songs on it. <laughs> it's fabulous. Please drop your Yacht Rock playlist yeah. in the comments so everybody can check it out. Absolutely. It's epic. It really is. Kelly, are you a, are you a fan of the offspring? Because Jared, <laughs> you know, is the song going to be the offspring? Okay, first of all, yes, I'm a huge fan of the offspring. So bite me, Jarrett. Um, yes, I love the offspring. And my friend Jaime gives me shit for it. And I could care less because I love what I love. So whatever. Um, 
but no, I'm not going to sing an offspring song because he's got this remarkable range and I have like a four note range. So we're going to need a song that's like in my four note range. Luigi <laughs> says uh, ambrosia, biggest part of me. I am not singing a Yacht Rock song. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that would just make me feel as old as I am. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Paul and Oates. Jen Watkins suggests maybe Hall and Oates. Okay, love you, Jen, for suggesting that because I do love Hall and Oates and I saw them in concert like 15 years ago and I'm not ashamed to say that. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I can't even begin to think of what song it will be. Whatever, you come up with the 10 grand and I'll come up with the song. That's how this is going to work. <laughs> okay, okay, let's oh. with these other comments. Sorry, we got a little carried away there. Um, <laughs> Kelly, were you ever, this is from Michelle, Michelle or Michael, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing your name right, Kelly, were you ever in a Sublime video? That's Michelle, I know Michelle. No, I have not been in a Sublime video. Um, as you can see, I'm not even in this podcast video. So, <laughs> so no, not in a Sublime video, but that was a good question. I've never gotten that one before really good question um okay jen watkins wants to know kelly do you have a favorite moment so far in interviewing during your podcast series Ooh, that's a good question i do say every single episode is my favorite because right after i do it i'm like oh that was the greatest and of course interviewing my dad was really special interviewing jacob was really special but honestly every single person that we've talked to there's been something that i just absolutely loved about it like seriously every single one and that's why I feel so fortunate because really I mean at some point we're gonna run out of people that I like <laughs> and then I might have to talk to people I don't really like but I'll probably like that too I don't know so um no I could not possibly pick a favorite moment although as I did mention before the one coming out on March 3rd with Frank Turner was my fangirl moment I'm not sure that we'll ever top that um but yeah all right well I'm, excited. I'm super excited for um that podcast to come out and uh, i think we'll be able to tell it all in your voice how fangirled out you actually got i'm i'm so ashamed i really am super dorky and but whatever it is what it is um it, those are kind of the best moments though aren't they yeah it's true it's true um let's see eugene bradley wants to know hi eugene by the way love you has Kelly, Kelly, um, have, has Kelly ever discussed her group on commercial radio in slow or LA? You know, that's a good question. Um, I was on a local Orange County radio show. I'm hoping that we can get someone from K-Rock up in LA to have us on. I think that would be really cool. Um, as of yet, we have not, but I haven't really put a big push. Everything that's happened so far has just kind of happened organically. Um, again, super grateful for that. It's just word of mouth, you know. Um, we've had great support from Jimmy Alvarez, um, TNN Radio, OC Music News. They've been so great about helping get the word out and having us on their show. Um, I was on with Yasad Williams. Oh my gosh, that guy, he's such, he's, he's such an amazing human being. And, um, and I can't say enough good things about Paul Milbury and Yasad Williams. I really, I mean, I go on and on about them all the time, but it's because they are such phenomenal people and you just don't run into people like that all the time, you know, who are just so genuinely good and, and helpful and mean what they say. And especially in the music industry, as I'm sure, you know, Sunshine, right? Like 
there's all kinds of people in every industry. I'm not, I'm not trying to single out music in general, but, but, you know, there do tend to be some people that are a bit more cutthroat, a bit more, you know, just all about the bottom line, which is a shame because music is an art, you know, and anytime you're dealing with an art, there's creative personalities and, and it's subjective and, and whether it's, you know, commercially marketable or not, it's still meaningful, you know, it's still, it's still empowering and life-changing for a certain group of people, even if it doesn't have mass appeal. So to find people that truly care about the art and the artists, I think is so unusual in this industry. And so I've been super grateful for Paul Milbury and, and Yasad Williams for that reason. But I've had a couple opportunities to do interviews with Yasad, and I just feel so um, intimidated by him because he's so natural. <laughs> so good and just jokes around you know, we joke about his great big beard and um yeah so that was that was really fun to do that with him so um anyway my point was that it's just been a very organic thing so far but at some point you know we will get a bit more targeted and focused about um you know getting the word out and i have thought quite a bit there are a couple people i do know a couple people at k-rock and a couple people have mentioned you know different djs and stuff that that would be interested in in spreading the word so um hopefully we'll be able to do that soon as well Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. yeah. And I did have the pleasure of doing a morning show for, um, I'm going to say it wrong. I know it's a, it's a station in Maryland and I want to say it's like 98.8 ocean or something like that. And I apologize for not remembering, but they're wonderful. And they broadcast out of secrets, the, the venue out there where a bunch of people have played who were on the house that Bradley built. So they asked me to do their morning show, which was interesting because that was 5 38 my time here on the west coast and i'm not a morning person sunshine <laughs> at all like not even a little so i probably should have just stayed up from the night before but unfortunately i i woke up at 4 30 i like had two cups of coffee i took a shower i like did some calisthenics trying to wake myself up and i was still half asleep but they were so great really nice people so those that's my radio show experience there you go <laughs> I'm sure you have so many more radio show experiences to talk about the next time that we interview. Yeah, just not morning shows. No morning shows. Kelly does not do morning shows. Um, okay, Jared says he doesn't quite remember interviewing Frank Turner. Uh, he actually doesn't remember being able to get a word in on that one for some reason. No more questions from Jared. <laughs> I will say that it did take <clears throat> it did take me about half an hour before I realized that I had not let Jarrett say a single word. And I thought, oh, this is not just my show. I have a co-host. I should probably acknowledge him. So I did after about half an hour. And I, oh, Jarrett, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, it my was God. my fangirl moment. I'm telling you, my fangirl moment. I accept it. But oh, wow. yeah, he to hear this episode. He didn't get to talk much. Sorry, Jarrett. <laughs> Let's see, Darren Scott Tennyson. What's up, Darren? Darren, love him. Have you had the opportunity to meet all the artists from the compilation album? No, that's a great question, Darren. And no, I have not because they all did their recordings, you know, individually. Boy, that would have been amazing for me to be able to, to be there. And some, really some of my favorite artists outside of Frank Turner are on that album as well. Um, which I'm so grateful for. And I don't want to name names, but um, yeah, there are some of my absolute favorites on there as well. So some of them I do know, some of them I don't, but most of them I have not met actually. And that to me made it all the more special because, 
you know, they weren't doing it because of me or my family. It really was in, in honor of Brad and Sublime. And it was a true tribute to them. And it was, you know, it wasn't because they knew us or that they really knew much about what we were doing. It was just an opportunity to pay tribute and, and they stepped up and it was very, very humbling for me and my family really was to see the, the people and the artists and the music that Brad and Sublime have influenced and that people were willing to donate, you know, their, their song and their performance and their time and their, you know, their studio time and all that. It just, it was really, really humbling for us, but it, it was all because of Brad and Sublime. Did you guys get to like, um, the day that they, uh, the live stream happened, did you guys get to like hang out and watch it together at all? No, I watched it here at home with my dog and my kids kind of going in and out. I loved it. I was having such a blast. I couldn't believe how long it went. We had, we, it was done like super last minute. I got to say, I mean, I wish I could tell you that it was, you know, planned months in advance and we're so super professional and, you know, we had it all ready to go weeks ahead of time, but we didn't. And I felt so bad because some of the artists were asking, you know, what's our set time? I don't know. Haven't even had a chance to track it. Like it was super last minute, but we were just super stoked to get it out and to have all the artists that we did have on it. And um, some were, you know, really last minute trying to get things together because of COVID, they're all separate in different places. And so we really wanted to have as many of those artists on as possible. So we waited till the very last minute to put it all together, which meant that we really didn't know what to expect until it came up on the screen and there it was. Um, yeah, but it was great. Um, Dane did such a great job putting it all together. And um, Justin Ultisvig did some special art for it and we've been selling those posters on our website and it just it was a lot of fun and and it was a cool opportunity for me to see these bands doing the song live that they had done for the album you know we've talked a lot about how cool it would be to have a show where we have a bunch of these people do it you know live but of course because of COVID that's not going to happen anytime soon so I feel like the live stream is the next best thing yeah, I loved that. Um, first of all, I had no idea that you guys did it last minute. I did um, see that the advertising for it was dropped only a few days before this actual show. I yeah. thought that, that was actually genius. Um, and the flyer, because a lot of times when you pre-plan something too much ahead of time, like people forget about it when it's like yeah. right there in your face. I think that's like the best, best approach. And the oh, good. was great because it matched everything. You know, I loved it. I loved everything about it, Kelly. Good. Well, then it was super intentional and we planned it all that way. <laughs> I, did. I knew it. <laughs> um, okay, let it, let's see. So Michelle says, I met you at the San Diego. Yes, at the House of Blues. House of Blues when Kyle Smith and Bump and uh -huh. played. It was a pleasure to meet you and you're not dorky. Yeah. Um, Flo, yes, please. Jacob played at Flo Brew with Tropidelic and Badfish. Oh, awesome. Yeah. In fact, that was the very last show that we did not in slow, but when, when Jacob was playing with Tropidelic and Badfish at the House of Blues in Anaheim, that was the very last show that we had the pleasure of doing last February before COVID shut everything down. And uh, I think they got, were able to go to a couple other places after that, but um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, I met Michelle and Elizabeth down in San Diego at the House of Blues when Kyle and Bump and Uglies were playing. That was a lot of fun. And that's really neat too. I love the fact that now there's so many people that I've met or that I've talked to many times online or that I've packed these merch orders for. In fact, I'm just packing one for Michelle, in fact, and for Darren. So um, it's just cool, you know, that now I feel like these people are part of our family. You know, they're, 
They're like constantly supporting what we're doing. We have this amazing Facebook group called Bradley's House um, where people share their stories about recovery or their struggles about recovery or encouragement or just really anything. I mean, it doesn't, it's not even necessarily recovery, but but there are a lot of recovery stories in there, which is really, really encouraging and exciting and, um, and powerful, you know, it's just, it's so far beyond anything I could have imagined. And that's where I'm really getting to know a lot of these people too. So that's cool. Yeah. So that was um, one of my questions. Um, you kind of addressed it a little bit, but uh, where did I put it? How does it feel to help so many individuals, you guys haven't even opened the facility facility yet, and you're already saving and changing so many lives. How does that make you feel? You know, it's, it's very humbling. And I feel like it's a huge privilege. It's something that we didn't even really anticipate at all. I mean, you know, our, our focus has been on opening the house and that that's when we would be able to help people. But along the way, all of these things are happening, whether it's, you know, talking with people at a show or the Bradley's house group, or any of these things where we have been able to, um, to connect with people. And, and I hope, you know, really help people. And that to me is, is really gratifying because, you know, when you have a long-term goal, sometimes it can get a little frustrating that you're not achieving it as quickly as you'd like to, you know, I would have loved to have opened the house three years ago, but we didn't have the funds. And, you know, so we're still, we're still working on it, but the fact that we can still, um, be a part of that community and, and interact with people and, and make a difference in people's lives. To me, that's super gratifying. And that, that really is what keeps me going. I mean, there's, um, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's a lot of times when I'm like, that's it. I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. I, you know, I'm losing my mind. I, uh, I just, I can't, you know, but the thing that keeps me going is that, that people are being impacted on a daily basis. And quite frankly, you know, who am I? to put my needs ahead of that, you know, who am I to be like, Oh, I'm tired. I need more time off. You know, when someone is struggling and going through the same kind of pain that, that our family has gone through, um, you know, when you see that firsthand, it really, it really renews my drive and my um, sense of urgency to get this done and to keep, to keep working. And, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm not complaining at all. I hope it doesn't sound that way. I feel really, really fortunate that I'm in a position where I can do these things, you know, but, but quite honestly, I mean, you know, it's tiring. It's tiring, not just for me, but for our board members, one of our awesome board members, Brindy Pepper is here. She comes every single week to help me um, put together merch orders. And she helps me with all kinds of stuff for the foundation. And she has two other full-time jobs in addition to that. I mean, it's just, you know, like we all have full lives, but the opportunity to give back the opportunity to help um, you know, I feel like if any of us are in a position to do that, we need to do it. And so, and I do believe that we all have the opportunity, big or small in some way, whether we're out at the grocery store and we smile at somebody and that helps them because they were having a shitty day or, you know, I mean, anything, um, you know, giving a bottle of water to a homeless person or, you know, I mean, any little thing that we can do to spread that, um, that positivity and the just, I don't know, just as human beings to connect with people. I think that we have an obligation to do that. And so um, I feel really fortunate that I'm in a position to be able to do that. And so I just don't think that, um, that it would be right for me to not do it when I do have the ability to do it. So that is what keeps me going. It's just knowing that, that people are still being impacted even on the small scale. 
Um, that that's really amazing because a lot of people they they do just overwork themselves and then they kind of get um, burnt out. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. But what do you do to to not get burnt out? What do you do for fun? What does Kelly do to relax? <laughs> That's a great question. And honestly, my therapist has been asking me the same thing for months. I don't know. I, like I said, I put the top, I've had a convertible for 12 years. My, my, I don't know what I'll do if that thing ever gives out, but I put the top down and I turn the music up loud and I sing everywhere I go. And so I get these little, little chunks of me time, you know, whether it's driving to work in the morning, literally, I mean, of course I'm in Southern California, but 50 degrees is cold for us. And I'm not going to complain because I know there's people on the East coast and Midwest and all over that are freezing. So I'm seriously not complaining, but 50 is a little chilly, but I still put the top down in the morning and I crank up the music because that's how I get my head right for my day, you know? And so I just try to find little things here and there. I have, um, I have two wonderful sons. They're 22 and 17. And um, one of them is engaged. The other one has a wonderful girlfriend. And so um, I, I love having them around all the time. I feel so fortunate that they want to be here and that they like to hang out. And so that is a big part of what replenishes me. Um, and that's really about it. We know when I get a chance, I do live kind of near the, the coast. So when I, I get a chance to drive, um, today I, I was going up to see my dad in Long Beach. So I took the coast PCH. And so I drove through Huntington and Newport and, and that, you know, just seeing the water being near the water again, it's something that's super replenishing for me that I don't get to do enough, but I just try to find little times here and there. And then the rest of the time, I'm just a basket case. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I'm either super relaxed or I'm an, a basket case. There's no in between. <laughs> that's fine. What is, what's on your radio whenever you're cranking it up? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. There's besides, so many different things. Besides Yacht Rock. Right? Besides Yacht Rock. So Yacht Rock is, has been my work jam lately because I can, I can like work with it in the background, um, which is good. That's good background music. Um, but when I, when I'm listening to my own stuff, I listen to, of course, a lot of Frank Turner, Ballyhoo, Mike Pinto, Bumpin' Uglies, but I also like, I don't know, all kinds of stuff like, um, Cavalli and Dennis Lloyd, which are more of like on the, I don't know, I don't even know what genre those are. I, of course, I love The Offspring, which Jarrett pointed out. Thank you very much. I love all kinds of stuff. I love um, Lincoln Park and I like 311 and I like, um, I don't know, I, I listen to a wide variety of stuff and it just depends on what I'm feeling at the time. There's another, I'm not sure if they're, if they're a local band or not, but a friend told me about them called Nothing But Thieves. I've been listening to them a lot lately um they've got a great new album out it just it kind of just depends you know if I'm if I'm feeling super stressed out I like a little bit of a harder edge to it because you know I need to get my my anger and frustration out on my music um but when you know things are a little bit happier then I you know want something a little softer and I just I I listen to all different kinds of stuff um I'm not I'm not a huge country or metal fan but pretty much everything else Okay, very cool. Um, I'm, I'm like reading, I'm trying to like read these comments and like, I know I'm not supposed to be talking about Jared, but I have no. to say it. No, no Jared comments. Separated. 
I love him. I do have to say that one of the best things that's happened because of that podcast is the friendship that I've developed with Jarrett and his lovely fiance, Anna, who's our audio engineer. They are the greatest. And whenever I'm having a super shitty day, I can text them and they make me laugh or yeah, I don't know. They're just, they're great people. And I do feel so fortunate, as I said, too, you know, being able to connect with people through the Bradley's house group or through the events that we've gone to. Um, and you know, through the podcast, meeting you, like all these different things has really, um, expanded my, my circle. And I feel super fortunate for that. I went through a really, um, difficult divorce seven years ago after being married for 23 years. And so, um, the last seven years have been really rebuilding for me, just kind of rebuilding my life and figuring out who I am. Um, cause I did get married at a very young age. And so I think it's been a real a real blessing for me to be able to have this opportunity to connect with all these different people and develop these new friendships at this, you know, stage in my life. And that's been really cool too. So as crazy as Jared is, I do love him and I love Anna and she's wonderful. Anna's amazing. One of these days we're going to have Anna on our podcast because she's incredible. She's like this amazing, talented dancer and musician. And she's just, she's brilliant. We use all these big words that confuse Jared. It's wonderful. And, and she puts up with Jared, right? Right? Yeah, she's a saint <laughs> besides, clearly. <laughs> um, okay, Louise says, I think there's a lot of value in reminding people that they can change the trajectory of their lives and there's still great opportunity beyond, especially in sobriety, especially with musicians, often songwriters, comedians, and artistic types make sobriety synonymous with losing their creative edge. Mm, that's a great point. That is a very good point. And I do think that that's a big part of what we're hoping to do with Bradley's house, not only help people get clean and sober, but also stay in the entertainment business and stay sober. And that's a specific challenge because, you know, as you know, artists are the ones that are the life of the party and, you know, everybody wants to buy them drinks and give them drugs or whatever, you know, it might be because they're having fun and they're partying. And, and for some people they can do that and then they can set it aside and go back to their lives and other people can't. And so I think it's just all of us understanding that, that we're not all the same and that some people, for some people, that is um, a life destroying thing. And so for them, if they say no to the drinks and they say no to the drugs then respecting that and still being able to have fun and have a party without that, you know, and just realizing that everybody's different. And so it is, it is a specific challenge in the music business to be able to do that in any entertainment industry, really. Um, but I think it's really cool to be able to create a community of people that, that are like-minded in that regard and can, can support each other in that as well. And that's a big part of what we're hoping to do through Bradley's house too. I, what did I write? So when did uh, you guys start the foundation? We started it in July of 2017. 2017. So in the top of here, I put Noel Family Foundation, making sobriety cool since 2017. <laughs> you should be our PR person. You're so <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, I hope so. And I really do. I mean, um, like I said, you know, some people struggle with it in a, in a unique way. And that's something that I, I hope we can help people understand, you know, is that, uh, and I think someone who does not struggle with addiction has a hard time understanding that, you know, they go, well, I can pick up a drink and then set it down, or, you know, I can smoke some weed and set it down, or I can do a line of Coke and set it down. You know I mean? Whatever it is, if you can set it down, fabulous. If it does not destroy your life, it does, if it does not 
get in the way of your hopes and dreams, if it does not destroy your relationships, if you can set it down whenever you want, then good for you. But not everybody can do that. And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they are choosing to be an addict. It doesn't mean that they don't have self-discipline. It doesn't mean any of those things. And I think a lot of people get that twisted. They don't realize that it's a very different thing. And so for people that do struggle with addiction, it is not a choice. And, um, and I hope that we can help people to understand that because um, some of my absolute greatest friends and people that I admire the most struggle with addiction and, and have to make that choice every single day to overcome it every single day throughout the day, every single day, it never stops. And I quite frankly have so much respect for those people because most people will never have to do that. Most people will never have to continually make a difficult choice every single day, the rest of their life. So the people that do in my book are heroes, are absolute heroes. And I admire them so much and I respect them so much. And I feel so honored to call them friends and to have them be parts of my family. And I mean, these are people that are, are true heroes, you know, because they're making those choices every single day and they're making it for themselves. They're making it for their, the benefit of their families and their friends because addiction impacts everybody. You know, it's not a solitary thing. It impacts everybody. And so if you're struggling, that struggle overflows into every area of your life and all the people around you. So the people that have been able to overcome it, and I see a Kyle Smith sticker to the, to your left. Yep. Right there. It just stuck out at me. And he's a great example. We had him on our podcast. You know, he's a wonderful human being and he's such a great example of somebody who, um, not that many years ago was, was homeless and on the streets because of his addiction And every single day he makes that choice to overcome it. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And I hope I'm not minimizing it by, by saying this, but the, when you're in a position to be able to get clean and to embrace your recovery, I feel like it's something that really should be celebrated. I really do because it's, it's an incredible accomplishment. Um, It really is. And I do really, really love that about Kyle Smith is that he's not scared to to talk about it and 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 he actually loves to talk about it and he loves to help people with his story and some people can say like oh my god kyle smith all he ever talks about is his sobriety you know what fuck you guys yeah because people need that in their lives man people need to know exactly okay to be sober and you can still be real cool doing it yep And honestly, I mean, I think it's important for us all to recognize that it's okay just to be human. You know, we all have stuff that we struggle with. We all have bad habits. We all have destructive things that we do. We all make bad choices. We all, you know, like nobody's perfect. There's not a single person that's perfect. So I love people that, that embrace their imperfections because it makes them real and it makes them relatable. And I think if we can all be more relatable to each other, We'll give each other a lot more grace. We'll be a lot more understanding. We'll be a lot more um, kind and caring and and helpful. And ultimately, I think at the end of the day, that's a good thing. And um, you mentioned, yes, that's amazing. Yes, absolutely on the top on what you just said. Um, but I was forgetting you had mentioned that all these people were your were superheroes to you. 
let me tell you, you are our superhero. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. I'm telling you, I'm going to call you every night, sunshine. You're just making my entire week. Well, I'm just being <laughs> honest, though, with you. Um, Thank you. You're sweet. Thank you. I just love you and everything that you're doing. And especially, we've already talked about this before. I struggle constantly just trying to stay sober, you know. But yeah. You guys are helping me. And Kyle Smith. And, awesome. You know, seeing the Bradley Bradley House post um every day it's just one more one more reason to be like okay no you're good today just pick up your bass and play some music or, yep. you know whatever um so you guys have been so helpful for me and I I'm so glad thousands of people um I'm so glad let me address some of these comments here um Darren Bradley's house is such an amazing group so much love and great vibes not only a place to share amazing Bradley or recovery stories, but also the perfect place to offer support to those in need. So happy to be a small part of such a beautiful thing and the amazing people. We've lost too many to H. Well said, well said, Darren. Darren is a big part of the group and we appreciate him so much. He's always contributing and that's really nice because I don't have as much time as I used to to get on Facebook. So I'm not able to be on that group every day, but we have a wonderful social media director, Jen Armstrong. She keeps the conversation going and people like Darren and other people that, you know, just contribute on a daily basis to that conversation. That's what builds that community. And that's what I'm so um, just humbled by that. It's not me. You know, it's never been me. I'm not in there every day. I'm not in there, um, you know, giving that encouragement all the time, but there are people that are, and that's what builds the community. And that to me is what's so cool is that there's so many people that that want to be a part of that, you know, and, um, and I do think that it takes all of us, you know, I can't do it alone, you can't do it alone, nobody can do it alone. But if we all do a little bit, then it turns into this wonderful, big, beautiful thing that we all feel so blessed to be a part of. Yes, absolutely. The village, right? The yep, exactly. Um, Jen Watkins wants to know, Kelly, what was your first show or concert? And did you go to any with Bradley or your dad? Oh, Jen, with the question, that's a good one. Um, I'm super ashamed to say that I have no idea what my first concert was. And I know that seems weird, but um, we grew up with music. We grew up going to theater and concerts and all kinds of stuff. So there was never a moment in my life where there was a first in that regard. You know what I mean? Um, I also have a super bad memory, so that's probably part of it. Um, I also was pretty wild in high school. That might be a part of it as well. Um, but yeah, all those things sort of contribute to the fact of, I have no idea. I have sat down and tried to like list the shows that, you know, I grew up going to, um, there were a lot and they were, you know, all different kinds of, of music and that kind of thing, but there's nothing that I can remember as being like the first, which is kind of weird. I feel super bad. You know, you get on Facebook and people are like, what was your first concert? I'm like, I don't know. I got nothing. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we did go to a lot of stuff growing up um, as a family. And then when our parents split up, uh, let's see, I was eight, Brad was 10. Um, we still kept going to stuff with our mom and with our dad. And, uh, and I feel really fortunate that we were able to do that, but there's nothing that was really like a, a start or a first to it. It was just always there, which was cool. Well, I mean, yeah, you were kind of just surrounded by it, right? Your brother, yeah. was no, you probably were hearing so much music every night of the week that you were kind of, you know, it's just like second nature to you. 
just the whole family. We came from a very musical family. And so um, it was a very natural thing. So when Brad started playing music, it wasn't anything unusual. You know, I don't even really remember when he started because it was just, it was just a very natural, you know, transition. Both my parents are, are very talented musicians and other people in our family are, and, you know, our family parties, there was always lots of music that people were playing and dancing and singing. And um, so it was just part of our, of our growing up. And, and it didn't strike me that that was unusual until I got into, you know, high school and college and, and started realizing that not everybody grew up that way, which was, you know, was a cool thing. I think that was a real big gift that my parents gave us. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh my goodness. That's, dude, I couldn't even imagine. That's like, you're such a legend, Kelly. <laughs> no, I'm not, but thank you, Sunshine. <laughs> Um, okay, JML, he says, I'm five months clean from alcohol, and the Bradley's House Facebook group has been huge help. Also, the compilation album is so amazing, and I couldn't have done it without it. Please keep doing what you're doing, Kelly, and you are making a huge difference. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I can't even tell you. Hearing stuff like that just, it absolutely reminds me that this is it's not about me. It's nothing that I ever could have done. It's nothing that my family alone could have ever done. It's truly, it's this whole community of people that makes this happen. And honestly, that's the way it should be. I mean, that's, that's the sublime vibe. That's the, you know, that's, that's what it should be. It's, it's not one person standing up and saying, look, I'm so great. And look what I can do. It's all of us, just normal people, you know, pulling together and, and being real and transparent and doing the little bit that we can, because everybody doing a little bit makes a really big thing. And so I, I'm so excited to hear that. That absolutely just thrills me, makes it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Um, one more um, from Lynn's. Um, I have many addicts in my family, and I so appreciate your positive outlook and sweet attitude when it comes to addiction. The narrative needs to change, and you guys are doing a lot in support of that. So much love to you guys. Awesome. I hope so. I hope that we are doing a lot, because honestly, if, if we did nothing else but make it easier for people to get the help that they need, then I think we've done a huge thing. You know, um, any, it, and it's not even just addiction, but any problem that we have, if we feel like we're the only one that has that problem or that um, it's a shameful problem, then we're not going to be open about it and we're not going to get help. And to me, that's the biggest tragedy because as I said, like we all struggle with something. We all have our shit. We all, we all need help in some area. And just because some things are more obvious than others doesn't mean that that the things that I struggle with are any better or any worse than the things that you struggle with, you know? And so we all need help at some point. And, and I think there should be nothing shameful about asking for that help. You know, I've been, I've been going to a therapist for the last year and a half and she's absolutely changed my life. And I feel so fortunate because I'm not perfect. You know, I have all this shit that I've been dealing with and a lot of mistakes that I've made in my life. And, and I recognize that I need help for that. And so I think we all need to recognize that we can't do it on our own. You know, as people, we're meant to live in community. We're meant to have connection and, and there's nothing shameful about reaching out for help. And so if we can give, empower people, if we can empower people to reach out for help and say, Hey, I have a problem and I need some help. Um, then that's to me is a huge thing. 100%. Um, I agree. One hundred percent, I agree. Okay, moving on, sunshine. <laughs> um, okay, Jared says last one. 
Are there any more of those amazing bundles from the Day of Giving with those really incredible pins and other amazing merch available at the Knoll Family Foundation? There are. I'm so glad he asked that. He's so funny. He knows I'm packing all these merch bundles tonight. Um, we do have some left. We had, like I said, we had such an amazing outpouring of support on the day of giving, but we did not sell out. There were a few things we sold out of, but there are some things that are still available. So we left them up on the website. And then um, when they get a little bit lower, then we'll probably pull them off and just save them to sell at events and stuff. So if you want to get them, definitely go to the thenoelfamilyfoundation.org and and grab those now, but um, all of those, you know, again, again, every every bit of merchandise, every donation, everything goes straight to Bradley's house, to building Bradley's house, and uh, that's that's just our total focus right now. And um, so everything that we're doing is really toward that end goal. So anybody that wants to help make that happen, you can donate through our Facebook, our Instagram, or directly on our website. You can buy merch, you can buy the album. All of that goes towards getting Bradley's house built. And soon there will be a $10,000 fundraiser. <laughs> Woo! Can't wait for that. That's going to be real excited. <laughs> oh, man. I am really going to regret that. But okay. No, you're not. You're going to end up like going on America's Got Talent and winning like no. $10. No, I'm really not. But thank you for saying that. <laughs> Michelle, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read everybody's comments, but there's so many comments, you guys. I can't get to all of them. I truly appreciate every single one of you guys. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments. Um, we've already been on here an hour, so I'm going to have to start wrapping this up because Kelly has a lot of merch. She's got to get ready. A lot of merch. You guys are just on it, ordering the merch. So thank you guys. Get online and order some more. <laughs> um, okay, Kelly, you ready for this question? Mm-hmm. It's 2024. You're walking through the crowd at Bradley Fest, where thousands have come together in honor of your brother and your family foundation. What does that feel like? Oh my gosh. I'm going to try to answer this without crying. Um, really gratifying. I will say that really gratifying and humbling, because as I said, there's there's never going to be a point where I'm going to be like, look what I did. You know, I, I will never be able to take credit for any of this that happens because it is such a group effort and it is, it's a community. And I think, um, I think I will feel two things. I'll feel incredibly grateful and, um, and incredibly sad that Brad's not here to see it, you know, but that, that plays into the gratitude because, I know we all, we all lose loved ones. And I certainly know that my situation is not unique. I feel so fortunate that so many people remember him and love him. In fact, on my way home from my dad's house today, I did stop by the cemetery. I do that every now and then. And, and there was someone there that I, I had have met before and I get to give her a hug and say hi. And it just, when I pull up and there's people there, it, I just feel so grateful that there's other people that remember him and miss him besides me. And that helps to keep his memory alive. And I, I hope that we can help to do that for other people's loved ones as well. You know, I hope that, that their, their loved ones are remembered by proxy through what we do for Brad, you know, because everybody that, that you lose um, it, you'd lose a little bit of yourself, you know? And so 
um, it's a real gift for me personally to be able to see so many people that love him and miss him and remember him and honor him, you know, whether it's through, through doing the songs for the album or buying merch or coming to a show or anything, you know, helping to get Bradley's house open. That's why we put Brad's name on it. You know, it's because it really, we're doing it out of our love for him. All everybody who donates, whether it's their time or their talent or their money is, is doing it to honor Brad and, and by extension to honor every, every last loved one to addiction. And so, um, so I think that will be the two things I would feel very, very grateful and, and very sad that he's not here to see it, but, but that sorrow is, is bittersweet, you know, and it's also a sorrow that I feel for everybody who's lost somebody. And, and we do sort of, you know, have that bond. Um, there's nothing that we can do to bring him back, but if we can help somebody avoid that same fate or, or give some comfort or, um, some hope in any way, then that's a really huge thing. And I feel really fortunate to be able to be a part of that. Um, I love that. I love that answer. I always have to take a (laughs) process it. Okay. Um, okay. Awesome. Kelly, I love you so much. Oh my God. I love you sunshine. And can I just say too, you are an incredibly talented musician. I mean, you get on here and you talk with people and I know you talk with a lot of musicians and stuff too, but I just want to say how impressed I am with what you do, not only with your art and your music, but also in, you know, just talking with people and being a part of the music community and, and getting out there and being open about your struggles and also your victories and sharing your talent and your beautiful energy. I think you're a wonderful human being and I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. Of course. Um, okay, we're gonna get this wrapped up. What, um, what is the next thing for the organization? What's the next big thing for Bradley? <laughs> So I wish that I had something wonderful to announce, but I really don't. Um, I'm not really sure what our big thing is going to be next. We're just kind of playing it, you know, playing it by ear, one step at a time. Um, of course, we're, we're excited for the next disbursement from Law Records from the album. That's going to be super exciting. And we'll make sure to share that with everybody. That's going to be coming within the next month or two, I believe. And so that's, that's really cool. Um, I, I wish that we, you know, because of COVID, I wish that we could, would do some shows or something. I feel like that's just sort of the natural thing for us to do is, you know, to do a benefit show or to be at a music festival without those, we're just sort of, you know, just like everyone else, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants and, you know, let's try this and let's see if this works. And that live stream was such a success. Hopefully we'll do another one soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but no firm plans with anything just yet. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, waiting and seeing. I am talking with a couple of different fundraising organizations that hopefully will help us with that as well. I really want to keep this momentum going. Our goal is to raise about $750,000 to open and operate for the first year. And then, you know, of course, once we get open, then we'll have to keep, keep going with fundraising and grants and that kind of thing. Um, so we have about $130,000 right now. So we do have a ways to go, but I really believe that it's not going to take us as long to get to the, to the 750 as it has to get to the 130, just because we have so much more momentum and exposure and that kind of thing. But, you know, we still, it's still the same basic things. We just, you know, need help spreading the word and, and donations. I know that there's people out there who, you know, are looking for a nonprofit where they can get a good tax deduction and they want to know that it's going to go to a good cause and something meaningful close to their heart. So I really feel like getting the word out 
uh, will help us find those people. And that, you know, it, all it takes is one or two large donations to make a huge difference as well. So hopefully that will happen soon. Absolutely. We're, we're manifesting stuff. Okay, guys, where are my millionaires at? Absolutely. That's why I appreciate people like you too. I mean, it's just so great to be able to get on and talk with you and, and be, be able to help spread the word because you have a specific audience. You have people that, you know, follow you and, and, and are listening, you know, that I may never reach. And so I feel really honored to be able to be on your show and all the other shows that I do just because it's one more way to reach people. And, and whether we're reaching someone who wants to make a donation or whether we're reaching someone who's struggling and needs to know that there's hope, either one to me is, is just as valuable. I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> Everybody that's been watching at home. I love all you guys. Thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. Um, we're going to get this wrapped up, but if you have questions, I'm sure Kelly will answer them once we get off, because I remember last time, Kelly, you talked to every single person that left a comment and that was so beautiful and made such an impact on me. I hope you know. Oh, I'm glad. I'm really? glad I try. Because really, what does it take, you know, just a couple of minutes to answer somebody that asked a question? Like, I just thought yeah. that was so cool because so many people forget about the little things like that. You know? Well, I feel so appreciative that there are so many people that want to ask questions and that are listening. And um, I, again, I still don't get it. I don't know why anybody wants to hear anything I have to say, but thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> You're going to get it one of these days, girl. Let me um, so. <laughs> all right. Well, um, we are going to get rocking and rolling. I am going to create that $10,000 fundraiser so we can all listen to Kelly sing. Oh my um, gosh. You guys make sure to join Bradley's house group. You guys yes. make sure to go to Noel Family Foundation and buy some merch. Um, and download that law record album, the house that Bradley built, or get you an album or a what a CD set, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Until next time, you guys stay safe, be kind, and keep rocking and rolling. Love you, Kelly. We'll talk to you later, girlfriend. Thank you, sunshine. Bye.